Well, uh, yesterday, the funeral of a very brave man who gave much to his country, not only in wartime, but in peace. He established a, uh, a media empire of local newspapers. His wartime feats were extraordinary. He flew, flew over 40 missions in uh, Lancaster Bombers, uh, where the uh, rate of death was uh, something over 60%. Uh, he managed to make it back. He flew a Lancaster to Australia and then, uh, for good measure, flew it under the Sydney Harbour Bridge. I'm talking about Peter Isaacson, who died a week ago. His funeral was today. Joining me to tell us about the funeral and to reflect on the life of a truly great Australian is James Nixon, retired A380 captain and author. Good morning, James. Good morning, Tony. How are you? I'm very well. well I, that, uh, I guess, thumbnails the extraordinary life of a very modest man. He was modest, but he was very cheeky. He had a very funny sense of humour, dry sense of humour. And um, he was just what every pilot wishes they could be like. He was uh, a kind, quiet man, but very funny and extremely good at flying his aeroplanes. But um, when the war ended, he thought, well, OK, flying is not for me. Well, he may have, may have pondered that, but he'd started as a uh, copy boy with The Age, hadn't he? At the age of 16, he was delivering copies for the, the newspapers and decided to go back to that business. That's right. His mum was a very renowned journalist, and he left school at 16 years of age. And for those listening who uh, find that hard to believe, it, journalism wasn't a university course in those days. Uh, you pretty much started as a copy boy at the bottom and you were graded by your ed editors as you went. So he was uh, uh, 20 years of age, walking down Burke Street, Melbourne. The war was on in 1940. And he looked in the window of Meyer, the Meyer windows, and there was a mannequin wearing an Air Force uniform. And he said, that looks a bit spiffy. I'll have a go at that. Uh, you wonder how many men uh, saw that uniform and thought, that'll get the girls. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> and and, uh, and, and changed the their lives story, forever. He did get the girl, and, that, and marrying Anne became the love of his life. And uh, that's another part to his character that uh, came out in the funeral yesterday. And, and those of us who knew him and Anne, they were a team the way through. He went from Australia to Canada. He did his pilot training in Australia and then went to Canada to finish it off in 1942. He ended up in the UK and joined 460 Squadron, which is a RAF squadron. And he flew Wellingtons and Halifaxes for a short time before going on to the Lancaster. And at that point, he got a DFC, uh, as, as was marked, an ideal leader. And then the next year, he joined 30 Squadron, which was called the Odd Bods. It was the, um, sorry, the 186 Squadron. It was an RAF squadron made up of Odd Bods from all over the Commonwealth. And he uh, got onto Lancaster's there and they formed the Pathfinders. And just explain did. to us what the, what the Pathfinders did because it was a very dangerous mission. Yes, these guys were low-level pilots for a start. They would fly these huge planes and at night time, uh, very low-level and they would pick out the targets and light the path for the bombers to come over as well. Uh, extremely dangerous work that they were doing in the teeth of, you know, determined German uh, anti-aircraft defences, the, the most concentrated in the world. Um, not only that, but radar-guided uh, night fighters 
And to survive, to get through that, to even do it night after night took um, either insanity or just a cool, calm, collected bravery, um, which uh, the 110,000 men of Bomber Command had. 56,000 didn't make it back. Um, now, so the funeral today, can you tell us something about that, James Nixon? Well, it was completely... Oh, yesterday, cool. I should say. Yeah, yesterday. It was uh, Temple Beth Israel uh, Synagogue in Alma Road. It was completely full. It was uh, being podcast or videocast all around the world, such as his uh, notoriety. And there were speakers from his Air Force background and also his mate Jacko, who was uh, uh, one of the guys from Peter Isaacson Publications, who talked about his uh, time. With, he built an empire with 60 publications wow. out of Porter Street in Paran from a humble suburban newspaper and he trained some fantastic journalists you wouldn't believe the number of journalists who got their start there he ended up uh um I, I came home today and got an sms from a friend of mine who's a journalist in, who's in portugal at the moment and she said he was the first editor who ever gave me uh encouraging comment yeah was that sort of guy yeah. and, he, and and the funny part was as the journalists would get the experience and then go off to the age and the herald sun um, he was just as proud of them leaving and going on to bigger things. He was never upset that people left him. Uh, he was the training ground. Uh, and, uh, you know, again, uh, giving back to uh, the country and, um, and doing so modestly and humbly. He was, and all the time, he and Dacus Smythe were on the, tri the Shrine Trustees. He gave 60 years of his life to the Shrine of Remembrance uh, as a trustee and then later as the chairman of trustees for many years. And uh, he and Dacus Smythe, these two two guys, would stand behind Bruce Ruxton every every Anzac day, ramrod straight, and both these guys, Dacus was a, a Navy guy, and Peter, wearing their original uniform. Oh, wow. And ramrod straight, standing up behind Bruce Ruxton all those years. Bad, bad. And it was uh, quite a sight of assault. Nobody knew who they were, but uh, these guys had the vision of what became the undercroft of the shrine and all the work that's happened in the shrine over the last 20 years and, and turning it into such a huge event as it is every Anzac Day and Remembrance Day now. You can trace that back to Peter Isaacson. Uh, incredible. Um, how much uh, military uh, pomp and ceremony was there at the funeral? Was that kept to a minimum? Uh, they played the last post and they did have uh, a guy from the, the Air Force talk uh, which was which was lovely, a guy from his squadron, which has actually turned into an intelligence um, squadron, so it's not really a flying squadron anymore, uh, told some fantastic stories. This, this fight he did, when he brought the Lancaster out to Australia, Q for Queenie, it was the sixth one of Q for Queenie, so obviously they got, they'd lost a few in the, in, in before that. He flew it across from England, across the Atlantic, across America, wow. across the Pacific... And it was the longest flight ever done in a Lancaster. He brought it to Australia, and they wanted to raise war bonds for the Australian public to try and make money to save the Commonwealth. And they thought, well, we'll get this Lancaster, and we'll go from town to town and fly it and show everybody, and they'll hopefully raise money. And when it came to Sydney Harbour, he couldn't help himself, and he flew it under Sydney Harbour Bridge. None of the crew knew he was going to do it. He said... <laughs> They said, why did you do it? He said, because it was there. <laughs> right. And, and he got into a heap of trouble over it. But, of course, he's a bit of a hero, so they couldn't do too much to him. 
And would you believe, when, I think he was 90, when he walked across the top of Sydney Harbour oh, at 90 years of age. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Vale de Peter Isaacson, a life, an extraordinary life well lived. What a man, and we are sadly losing members of that generation. He was um, he was 96-odd, wasn't he, James? I think 96. I actually didn't get the numbers. I'm sorry about that, but I think he's about 96. He's been a big, big part of my life uh, since I became a pilot. Would you, you wouldn't believe this. When I had uh, been flying the Saab 340, I just finished my logbook as I was moving onto another airplane type, and he said, how many hours did you do on the Saab? And I said, 1,157. And he looked at me and said, Oh, I didn't have a thousand hours until I finished the war. Oh. You know, he was one year, he was in, in the business for one year when he flew under the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Uh, look, an extraordinary man. For a year. Extraordinary man, extraordinary. There was so, with the superlatives, uh, there really aren't enough to describe the great man. Peter Isaacson, uh, at the age of 96, no longer with us, Vale to a great man. And thank you so much, James Nixon, for uh, reminiscing on his life. That's James Nixon, retired A380 captain and author. My pleasure.